0: Florida State holds a decided advantage over Florida in three main areas, and I'm going to tell you why. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. In today's show, we are going to break down the three primary reasons that Florida State holds an edge over the Florida Gators in the annual rivalry. This is going to be fun. First off, please hit that like button, hit that notification bell, and please subscribe to this podcast and share it. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts for free. And on YouTube, part of the awesome Locked On Network. And we are also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is our daily daily fantasy sports that is made easy. And it is easy to get to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college. Use code locked on college to get a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's jump right in. Here are the three main reasons that Florida State holds a decided advantage in the spread, just in case you're wondering, is six, six and a half, depending on where you look. I think it should be higher after I jumped into the numbers. Number one, Florida is struggling along the offensive line with injuries. Offensive tackle has been an issue this year, and Barbara, one of their tackles who's played left tackle, has been banged up. Whether or not he plays, I don't know, but an injured left tackle against Florida State's defensive ends, that's no good. Secondly, if you're looking at it honestly, what in the world is going on with Florida secondary? I'll talk about it in the breakdown of the numbers, but they are atrocious. I think Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, and the rest of the Florida statewide receivers and tight ends, they're licking their chops. And then finally, the defensive ends and quite frankly, the entire front seven for the knowles they're going to cause Max Brown a lot of problems. He's only a true freshman, so... That's going to be a problem with him being out of being out there on the field and they don't have their starting quarterback. So let's get into number one: the defensive ends. You're not going to just slow down Patrick Payton and Jared Verse. And the Knowles have depth. Looking at the numbers over here, the guy that I'm curious about is true sophomore Byron Turner Jr. He's out of Sulfur Springs, Louisiana, and that's a kid that can come off the bench and give ample pressure for the Knowles, but it's also a player that has taken some reps off of the two key guys. Again, Peyton and Verse. UF hasn't been able to pass block real well, and now they got a true freshman, more or less. He's a redshirt, but whatever. He's not played much. Max Brown's a good athlete, and he'll throw it up there. He's got some talent, no question. But inexperience against this kind of front is just an utter mismatch. You're going to see him make mistakes mentally, not just with where he throws the ball or the timing of it, the read itself because of the pressure. It only takes one play in a football game where a defensive end, he doesn't even have to touch the the quarterback in question. He makes him think he's going to hit him. The quarterback drops his eyes, starts to move and then looks back up and makes a poor decision and throws the football. We all know, we all know what happens after that. The ball goes the wrong direction. That's the biggest mismatch here. It's not getting a sack or a TFL or getting a short gain for the Gators because he scrambled and it's second and nine, it's the pick. It's also the strip sack and fumble. Florida State has a huge advantage in this situation. But again, let's circle back to the key. There's a reason the NFL draft has left tackles that go so high. Losing Barber or him even playing hobbled, do you really trust that against Peyton and Verse? He's probably going to be matched up with both, and just in general. Florida is not the greatest at protecting the passer, and they've had some musical chairs at center, et cetera, Jake Slaughter. Good football player, but he's been in and out of the lineup. I don't know what they're doing with changing centers of all positions on the football field. That's a problem. Florida State is going to eat that up. So what does that mean later in the game? Does Florida have any way to combat it? Well, they're going to run the football. ETN's a darn good football player. He's one of a handful of backs they have, but I I really, really like him. Florida State knows that too, though. This isn't just Florida State getting after the pass. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as the show moves forward, but look for some TFLs that are just about the experience and the talent of Florida State to put Brown in those spots. And again, we'll get into more detail about Brown here in a little bit. But if you're in second and eight, second and seven against a team that can get after the quarterback, It doesn't take a genius to figure out that an inexperienced signal caller is probably going to be given a lot of draw plays on second long and a lot of screens. Those are open book on football one-on-one. NFL is even worse than college with that. I don't think they're going to try to really put Brown in the spotlight and say, go ahead and win this game for us, son. Napier is not a fool. He's going to make sure that they don't lose the game in the swamp. But he's also going to be put at some point where Florida State's going to score a little bit more than they will. I know that Tate Rodemaker is not exactly the next top five pick in the draft, but he's still a pretty good quarterback, has a little bit of experience, and he's got more playmakers to work with. Once Florida State gets a lead, how much is Florida going to be able to run the ball on first and or second down? If the Noles are up 10, 14 points, what's going to happen? And I do expect them to be up that by mid-third quarter. I just don't see how Florida State's defensive ends aren't going to cause havoc in the run and passing. Not one or the other, both. Florida's offensive line is going to be a sieve. You're going to see pressures from the inside. Briggs and different guys are going to get after it. But this is still about the defensive ends. The edge Florida State has here is humongous. Long yardage situations for young quarterbacks equal disaster. And to be honest with you, just kind of looking at some of the numbers and and talking to a couple of people, including Brandon Olson, who covers the Gators for Locked On Gators, I I don't see why anybody would think differently that's objective. I'm sure there'll be Florida fans that want to get on the comment section on the YouTube page, and say, oh, we're going to win. Yeah, whatever. You need to prove something before you start talking trash, and your defense hasn't done anything anyway. Adding to that with the injuries with Barber, the offensive line being in and out, or the lineup of different guys, it's just not going to work against Florida State's front. So that's edge number one to the Noles, and it's a decided mismatch. Florida State's D ends against Florida's offensive line, run game and pass game. So, with that, we're going to move into another kind of game changer: Prize Picks. Prize Picks is today's first sponsor, and it is a lot of fun. Daily sports, daily fantasy sports made easy. So. Most people play some type of fantasy and they enjoy it, but this is a little bit different because you're not playing in a group, especially where somebody's got more time, has the opportunity to use all their data against you. It's you against numbers. Two to six player stat projections. So for instance, over under on how many yards the Dallas Cowboys allow rushing, over under on how many yards somebody like Ezekiel has rushing in a game, how many touchdowns a wide receiver might have, How many yards Tua tungo Viola might have passing the football for the Miami Dolphins? Whatever it is you want to pick. And here's the extra little bullet in your chamber. There is injury insurance if a player goes down in the first half. That's important. Think about that because sometimes it is football. Injuries do happen, college, pro, high school, whatever it may be. So with that in mind, Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, let's talk a little bit about the second area, and that's the wide receiver situation. We're going to flip it over. To the offense for the Knowles. Nobody's going to just stop Johnny and Keon. I think that's pretty safe to say. But what would you guess without looking up the numbers that Florida is allowing this season in the passing game? As a defense, just in general, not talking about a specific player, what do you think they're giving up? I got the numbers here. I'll give you a second just to think about it. And then I'd also like you to comment on it if you're on the YouTube page, because this is hilarious to me. When I think of UF football, historically, they usually have at least one guy that's a starter that has a chance to play in the NFL and is playing very high-level football. That's historically the way it's been since I started watching football in the 80s and on through the 90s. Well, right now, I don't know what it is, but Florida is a sieve. These are the facts. They allow 235.1 yards a game. That is 87th in the nation. And oh, it gets much worse. Much worse. Florida, this is the last six games for the Gators in order that they have allowed through the air. Six in a row. Against Vanderbilt, 280. South Carolina, 313. Georgia, I'll let you off the hook for anything there. It is Georgia, but they gave up 315. Arkansas, Arkansas at home, 255 and you lost. LSU, okay, Jaden Daniels, I think he's the best player in the country. However, it's still 372 and not an SEC record and not just a rivalry game record because Florida LSU is a huge rivalry game. An all-time NCAA record allowed by the Gators for yards passing and rushing in a game by a quarterback to Jaden Daniels. Congrats to the Gators defense. And then finally, 331 yards to Missouri. That's a good football team. But they gave up clutch plays when they just couldn't. Fourth down play, Luther the burden wide open, what are we doing? UF's pass defense is a sieve. And it is not necessarily a pure coaching problem. Everybody likes to throw coaches under the bus. Let me be very, very clear. The corner coach at Florida is one of the best in the world. There's something else going on here. Corey Raymond's been around for a long time. He was around a lot of those LSU defenses before he went to Florida to put guys into the NFL. He didn't just get stupid overnight. They have an internal problem of some kind. Armstrong, the DC is part of the issue. I think he's a young guy. I think he's in over his head, but there still has to be something going on with the players because they don't look confident. They don't tackle well. The mismatch here is enormous for Florida State over Florida, and quite honestly, might be the biggest mismatch. You could argue any way you want. I'm just listing them. But Florida State is going to hit big plays. They've done it all year. And I know you're going to say, oh, they got Tate Rottenmaker. It's not Jordan Travis, and that's fine. All the more reason they're going to rely on some of these guys to make key plays in the screen game or throwing down the field. I don't think they'll throw to the middle of the field as much. If you want to say that, that's fine. But I'll still take Tate Rodemaker over Max Brown, more experience. More volume as a player so far in his career. And again, 87th in the country in just the last six games. The best game Ford has had. Think about this. The best game Ford has had is giving up 280 yards to freaking Vanderbilt. What are we doing in Gainesville? That should never be the case, ever, ever, ever for the Florida Gators. That's on them. That is not a Florida State thing. It, even if Florida State had an average receiving corpse, obviously they do not. But even if they did, they'd throw for 250 in this game if they wanted to. 280 against Vanderbilt, and there is a not really, oh, ex- excuse me, 255 against Arkansas. My bad. The team that more or less has quit on their coach for the most part, that went into Gainesville and still beat them. It's ridiculous. I don't see how you're going to win this game with that pass defense. There's going to be one or two critical plays at minimum that the mismatch is so broad for Florida State over them, the announcers are going to say, where's the pass defense? Mark that down. That is going to happen. Can you find a way to just suddenly fix your pass defense at the end of the season? Not likely. Also, Devin Moore, pretty good corner in terms of talent. He's a long kid has been banged up. I don't know his situation. How much he's going to play. But again, it's not a talent thing. They've got they got a lot of guys that have played that are really talented based on recruiting rankings. We've seen them come up through the 7 on 7 level. This is a Florida problem. Now, here's the other part. We've talked about Keon and Johnny. Well, Florida State's pretty deep at receiver too. They have other kids just because they have Keon and Johnny. They don't get a play a ton, but when they do, it could be third and six. Mike Norvell will dial up a play and he'll throw to somebody. Jake Douglas, uh, ask Pittsburgh. He had over 100 yards against them. Jaheim Bell has a tight end. He's listed as a tight end. Who's going to guard him? They can't even guard the receivers. Bell is a very dynamic H-back tight end, flex tight end. Who's going to guard these guys for Florida? Screen game. There's a chance that somebody catches a flare like Toffili and gets a 50-yard play. Certainly wouldn't be shocking, and it would not be the first time that a Florida State running back has taken advantage of a DB in the open space because, again, they don't tackle well. That's going to be an extension of this. And they could even line them up in the slot as a, quote-unquote, wide receiver. Florida State's depth at receiver should not be discounted here. Miami... Wake Forest. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what team is in front of Florida State's receiver corps. It's going to be a problem. But like, I'm trying to think of somebody that has underachieved more this year based on their talent than what UF has in the secondary. And it's bizarre. Again, Corey Raymond's really good corner coach, and he's coaching the secondary overall. It's not him. I'm telling you, that's one of the best corner coaches on the planet that's not going to be a guy that all of a sudden just forgot how to coach. Not the case. They've got a problem internally, and they're probably going to have to fix that after the season. So the mismatch is humongous. And to be honest with you, it's something that could end up on the Walked On Sports Today YouTube live channel. Uh, by the way, check that out. It is something that streams 24-7 now on YouTube. You can check it out anytime you want. Again, that's Walked On Sports Today, NFL, NHL, NBA, you name it, and all the college channels, you'll have anything you can imagine coming across your screen. i got to just check it out. Walked on screen or sports today. Um, that's probably something that's going to be on there with this podcast and some others, because we'll be on there as well. It's incredible how many problems that Florida Secondary has. With that being said, our second sponsor today is LinkedIn. Hey, These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Here's an example, and I'm sure many of you have been in this situation just like I have, when you're trying to get people for the holiday season. Former job, long time ago, trying to hire to get people in retail. Trying to hire to get people in any kind of job, any service industry job, I'm sure many of you can relate to this, is not easy. If you do not get the right people to help you get the candidates in, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. I know that that's something that I saw and some of the people that I worked with certainly struggled to help us where I worked. And I'm glad I'm in this industry now, so I don't personally have to worry about it. But still, if you want to get interns or if you want to get people for the holidays, LinkedIn Jobs would be a great way for you to do it. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Finally, we're going to bring this back around to Brown and how I think the critical situations are going to go. With all the problems that Florida State is going to give their defense, the Gators, I think it's going to change the play calling a little bit for Florida in the second half, especially towards you know, like the five-minute mark, third quarter, FSU up 28-14, something like that. Could this be a situation where Max Brown panics? Absolutely. There's a reason I brought up the defensive ends first, because eventually, even if they start weaving a tight end to block, or they go max with a tight end and a running back. Still got to throw to somebody, and they've got some pretty decent receivers, Ricky and Eugene. Those two kids can play. But if they're going up against a secondary that's only allowing 183.5 yards per game, fifteenth in the nation, and that pass rush, when does the key play that breaks the dam for Florida State transpire? What's your over/under? I'd love a comment on that on YouTube as well. Again, I'm not talking about this a second time by accident. I'm not worried about whether FSU gets two or three sacks. I'm not discussing that. I mean, that helps. The bigger play is when somebody like Byron Turner or somebody like Verse comes around the corner, unavaded or flat out beats his man badly. And then Max Brown makes the critical error. Poor ball security. Somebody else like Farmer knocks the ball loose because he moves up in the pocket and Farmer tips it. Strip sack fumble. What if he just throws it up? Somebody like Farmer deflects it. There goes Deloach again. Pick into the end zone. That back-breaking play is the last mismatch that I'm talking about. And it's a collective effort. You start getting the weed in the first half, frustrate the quarterback. As the game moves on, the receivers that I just talked about a moment ago, they're going to start making plays. Maybe even from the outset. But certainly by the early to mid third quarter and then get into the fourth quarter, I expect Max Brown to panic. I don't think that you're going to see the secondary necessarily dominate Florida's receiving corps. It's better. And I think what some realize And Eugene Wilson, you're going to know him real quick. He's one of the best freshman receivers in the country. He's very talented. But they're not going to be able to do enough on their own, especially when, again, the O-line, as I talked about earlier, it's going to struggle against FSU. Once those kids know they have to make plays, more likely to have drops, Max Brown's more likely to be under pressure, it's going to snowball. Florida State has mismatches in different ways, but they're all going to culminate, and in the third and fourth quarter, you're going to see Max Brown struggle. The only concern I would have if I was Florida State is Max does like to throw it down the field. Maybe Eugene and or Ricky Pierce will make a couple of big plays. wouldn't surprise me, but is that going to be enough to get you over the top? No. I think the six to six and a half points, I'm not a gambler, but if I did, I would lay them because I do not trust a quarterback that has as little experience as Max Brown. And again, I think he's a pretty talented player, too much inexperience going against Florida State. That's not a good combination. I expect to see Florida State move away from them in the second half. And the final piece, again, will be a big turnover. That is my prediction. And I I think the numbers kind of bear it out. Florida State's pass defense will be the knockout blow. And that is your final mismatch. Make sure once again, that you check out locked on sports today. Uh, the YouTube channel is really, really cool. And I've been actually kind of watching it some, cause I was curious how it was going to work. It's the first sports streaming channel on YouTube. And we're really growing as a network and you can see all kinds of things, NBA, NFL, hockey, whatever it is you're looking for. MLB off season, talking about the hot stove, you name it. And then of course, Florida state and college football and college athletics in general with that. Everybody have a great day and thank you very much.